Thanks for checking out One Church. If you're new to the church or want to learn more about us, you can always go to IamOneChurch.com. Now, here's this week's service. Well, hello, One Church. My name is Denver Hines, and I have the privilege of being one of the campus pastors for One Church. And on behalf of our lead pastors, Pastor Brian and Pastor Crystal Sparks, we are so glad that you are here. Whether if you're joining us for the first time or the hundredth time, we believe that you're not here by accident and that God has good things and soar for you. Uh, could you do me a favor and share this video wherever you're at? We've had so many people that have encountered the love of Jesus just by a simple share, or you can tag someone in the comments below to watch this message with you. You know, before we get into today's message, I just want to share with you something that I'm super passionate about at One Church, and that's we're starting week two of 21 days of prayer. You know, twice a year at One Church, we pause at the beginning of each new season and we dedicate time to God in prayer. In January, we do uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting, and then in August, we do uh, 21 days of prayer and feasting. And so it's not too late to jump in. You can go to IamOneChurch.com slash 21 days. Come on, if you've been loving Pastor Brian's devotionals, just put in the comments how good they've been. They've been so powerful, and we would love to have you on that journey with us. You know, today I'm going to be sharing part two in our series, Stress Out. And I think stress is something that's very common, especially in this culture, in this climate of everything that's going on. And I really believe that this message is going to help you. You know, we have a lot going on with the uncertainty of jobs, with you're nervous about sending your kids back to school, what that's going to look like. In some cases, you're trying to lead your organization and make the best decisions for your employees. There's a lot of stress and that is affecting. And I really believe that today is going to help you overcome that stress and deal with it in a very healthy way. And so if you're taking notes, I would love for you to title today's message, Live Light. You know, we have a saying here that paper never forgets. And I really believe if you're taking notes on paper or you're following in our uh, notes section of our app, this will really help you lay down some things that will carry you through if you're feeling stressful. Uh, before we jump into the scripture, I would love to pray with you as we continue our time together. Jesus, I want to thank you for every person that's watching this right now. Lord, they didn't come, they didn't tune in to hear a word from me, but they came to hear a word from you. I ask you that you would use me to speak to the hearts of your people. Let your uh, let nobody's life ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, come on. And everybody said, amen, amen. Well, I want to look at the scripture that I thought is very profound. It's found in Luke 21, 34. And what you have to understand is that in this passage of scripture, Jesus is wrapping up a talk where he's talking about the end times. And he leaves the people he's talking to with this one thought, and it's found in Luke 21, 34. It says this, Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you suddenly like 
a trap. You know, Jesus is speaking of all these external circumstances, and yeah, he's talking about the end times, but I really believe that this can apply to our lives today with the things that are going on in our lives. We have all the COVID talks. We don't know if who's sick or why they're sick or if we're going to get sick being around them. And then you have uh, the stress of the um, upcoming school year that you're trying to work through, or you may be uh, not having low sales at work right now. You may not be meeting the goals. Come on, who's meeting any of their goals they set at the beginning of this year? Or you may even uh, be struggling with layoffs, or you may have been laid off. And that causes a lot of stress. But what Jesus is saying here in this passage of Scripture, he's saying don't let the external stress of life become the internal stress. You know, a few years ago, I was a maintenance man at an organization. And basically what I did, I did everything from plumbing to electrical to uh, maintenance on mechanical things and more plumbing. And I can tell you my secret to maintenance is a lot of duct tape and a lot of WD-40. And that pretty much fixes anything. (laughs) But seriously, we worked on a lot of stuff all the time. And in this particular uh, case, we had a toilet that backed up all the time. Come on, do you have a toilet in your house that backs up all the time? You don't have to, don't don't comment the person that backs it up. Just say if you have one that backs up all the time. But we had this toilet that always backed up. I mean, I would unstop this toilet probably two, three, even sometimes five times a week. I would have to go and unstop this certain toilet and it was always a pain. And so finally, I was like, I need to figure out what's causing this besides the obvious reasons. And so we tried a few different things and none of those things worked. And then we decided, well, we're going to rent a camera and we're going to run it down and we're going to find out what's causing this toilet to be stopped up. (laughs) And so we got a camera, we ran it down. And what we found is that where there should be a 45 degree angle for the deposits to turn, there was a 90 degree angle like this. And so everything was getting blocked up on that 90 degree angle. And so we devised a plan that we were going to have to get a jackhammer and jackhammer through the slab and then haul all that stuff out and then go down there and fix that pipe. And so we rented a jackhammer. I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. It's going to be fun. I love I love jackhammering concrete. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. And so I jackhammered all day that day that we rented that jackhammer. And it was probably four, maybe six hours of just steady jackhammering. And it was a lot of work. And what I discovered after jackhammering was that I had a big pile of mess. I had concrete, I had tile, I had dirt, I had clay. And I realized that all this has got to come out if I'm going to get to this pot. And so what I did is I brought in a wheelbarrow and I began filling up this wheelbarrow with all this stuff, with all the concrete, with all the tile, with all the dirt. And then if you're a smart man, you think about, I want to make as few trips as possible with this wheelbarrow. And so I'm going to pile up this wheelbarrow as high as it can go and carry it out. And so I made multiple trips of hauling out dirt, hauling out concrete and hauling out tile. And I got to the very last load. And have you ever been in a position where you get to the last of something and you just need a little bit more room? And that's exactly where I was at. I began piling it up and it was full. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put a little bit more on. So I had this wheelbarrow loaded down, y'all. It was so heavy, unbelievably heavy. Like the, the tire was full of air, but it was like flat like this. And so I had it loaded up and I got the job done. I'm like, okay, this is the last load. And so I got behind the wheelbarrow 
and I braced myself. You know, I was imagining, I was envisioning myself as Pastor Jimmy, and I was like, I'm going to pick up this wheelbarrow. And so I picked up the wheelbarrow, and I heard a click in my back, and I fell down on the floor crying. I'm talking about screaming in anguishing pain, because what I learned that day is that that wheelbarrow was not made to handle that kind of weight. My body was not made to handle that kind of weight. And it's the same way with stress. Sometimes we get overloaded in life and we're carrying things that we should never carry, that God's never called us to carry. And we have to figure out how to live light. You know, I I think we need to learn from that situation that stress is not meant to be carried like that. You know, our pastors always say the hardest thing about preaching a message like this is that you have to live it out right. And I can say for myself personally, I'm really good at stress. I'm so good at stress that I stress myself out and I don't even know how I stress myself out, but I do it. But it's like that wheelbarrow. And it's like, I know this wheelbarrow and I carry this wheelbarrow around and I see problems and situations and I just take it and I put it in my wheelbarrow, right? You know, I see what's going on in the world right now and uh, in, in all the problems and the COVID talks. I say, you know what? I'm just going to put that in my wheelbarrow. I can fit it in there. I can carry that. No one else needs to carry that. And then I go to my next my next thing and I say, you know what? I, uh, I need to make the most that I can out of my life. And so I need to have different side hustles. Like I need to make more so I can give more away and I can make a bigger impact in the kingdom. And so I take the stress of that and I put it in my wheelbarrow. And then I go around and I say, oh, you know what? I need to care for the people that I get to pastor. How am I supposed to do that when I can't even meet with them? When I can't even see them? How am I supposed to lead them and and mold them and help them lead better in life as their pastor when I can't even see them? You know what? I'm going to take that stress and I'm going to put it in my wheelbarrow too. And then you know what? We might as well have, we got all the uh, talks of COVID. I need to put that and carry that weight in my wheelbarrow too. And so I think a lot of times in our life, you're probably a lot like me. You probably overload yourself over and over again. You end up carrying a load that you're not supposed to carry. And I think that's a pretty good picture of how we handle stress. You know, we find ourselves overburdened because of the weight of the wheelbarrow. And, we, and we're so overburdened that we have to medicate ourselves. And that's when we turn to things that we really shouldn't turn to. In some cases, it may be alcohol. In some cases, it may you may be having conversations with someone that you really shouldn't be having a conversation with. Sometimes you have to watch Netflix just to veg out, just to de-stress from the day. Sometimes you have to online shop. And none of those things by themselves are 100% bad. But when you start self-medicating, it turns into a problem. And it's because you're trying to de-stress the wrong way. You know, the last thing that we do when we're trying to carry stress, and after that, we're trying to normalize it. Because then that's what we say, right? Oh, you know what? It's not a big deal. It's just one drink after work. And then it turns into, oh, it's just three drinks after work. I just need to de-stress. Or it's, oh, I just need to surf the internet just a little bit longer. I'm just trying to chill out. I'm just trying to make it normal. And then we say that it's a normal thing. And then we say, well, look at her. She's got a wheelbarrow. You've got a wheelbarrow. I've got a wheelbarrow. And I think that's the danger of stress is when you try to normalize it. You know, I want to read this opening scripture again in Luke 21, 34. And Jesus is being very specific. He says, be careful. 
This is a warning. It's a warning to not carry stress, that you don't need to carry that wheelbarrow, that you don't need to pick up and try to carry things that are too heavy for you. And then it says, or your hearts will be weighed down. The problem with stress is not that stress by itself is a bad thing on occasion, but it's that when it weighs you down, it starts to affect who you are as a person. And it starts to hinder the calling that God has on your life and the things that he wants to do through you. And then the last thing that you have is he says, with carousing drunkenness, that says that when we get weighed down, you may not turn to literal drunkenness, but you get drunk and distracted off of the things of life. You get so worried and so anxious and so fearful that it distracts you. It says, and that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. You know, I think the real trap of stress is when we call it normal. When we normalize it, we're in a trap and we don't even realize that we're in the trap of stress. And so I want to ask a question of all of us, wherever this video finds you. What do you have in your wheelbarrow right now? Are you carrying everything that God's called you to carry? Or are you carrying a little bit too much? You know, I really want to give you a couple of ways, actually three ways that's going to help you live life. Because I don't think you're supposed to be carrying everything in your wheelbarrow that you may be carrying right now. The first way to live light is that we need to pray. In Luke 22, 44, Jesus is in moments before the cross. You have to understand he's in the midst of division, of hate, of anger. He's actually bearing on his soul the sins of all humanity. And he is in a pressure cooker of stress. And the Bible says this of Jesus. It says, And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was like drops of blood, of falling blood on the ground. In a time where Jesus had all this external stress going on, the one thing that he did is that he prayed more earnestly. You know, what if in a time where we face external stress, what if we made a decision to just pray? Sometimes we pray last, but what if we made a decision to even pray first? You know, there's a scripture that I love so much in, in Ephesians 6, 13 through 18, and it says this, Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over but the shouting, you will still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You will need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. And in the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and pray long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open and keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. You know, with all the talks with COVID, we've all argued about what's essential and what's not essential. Is it okay to go to the store? Or is it okay to go here? Really, what's essential? I can tell you one thing that is essential and that it's prayer. It's having an ongoing conversation with God that doesn't want you to carry weight that you may be carrying. You know, even preparing for this message, I have to be just as vulnerable as I can with you and say, I was feeling a little bit stressed. It's a an honor and a privilege to stand where our amazing pastors stand every week and have the privilege to communicate the word of God. 
And I was feeling just a little bit stressed out about that opportunity. And then even on top of that, I was working on uh, just a few creative videos for our amazing creative director. And it was about Thursday night, 8 p.m. And I was just feeling just like, wow, I'm supposed to be talking about this. And I'm feeling stressed. This isn't right. But in that moment, I opened up my hands and I closed my eyes. And I said, Jesus, I give everything and everyone to you. And I just felt that peace just ease over my heart. And then I said it again. Jesus, I give everything and everyone to you. You see, friend, sometimes prayer is not about being in your prayer closet for, for five hours or for 10 hours. But sometimes it's just in the moment. Sometimes it's just in traffic. Sometimes you just had a fight with your spouse and you just need to go in the other room and say, Jesus, I give everything and everyone to you. You know, I can tell you, friend, that prayer, it will get you to your breakthrough and it will help you release stress. You know, one of my heroes, Martin Luther King Jr., he's uh, one of the leaders of the civil rights movement. He, he tells a story that he was getting ready to, to uh, give his famous I have a dream speech. And it was the night before, and he still didn't have the speech finished. Come on, talk about stress. And even some advisors came to him, and they said, you know, we've been thinking about your speech. We really think that you need to even take out I have a dream out of the speech. And he said, we think it's too cliche, that maybe you've used it too much. And he said these lines that I think is so powerful. He said, I am now going upstairs to my room to counsel with my Lord. I will see you all tomorrow. You know, you see one of the, the things about Martin Luther King Jr. is that he delivered one of the most famous speeches of all time that's known against different contexts and cultures all over the world. And what does that speech begin with? I have a dream. You see, Martin Luther King Jr. understood something, that if you want to relieve stress, that you don't need to listen to all the voices around you, but you need to get into a place of prayer and say, what do you want to say? You know, I believe in your prayer time right now, God can give you the next great idea. He can give you the next business to start. The most amazing miracles can take place out of your dedication of saying, God, I give you this stress. I'm made for this moment and I'm here to do what you've called me to do. Imagine the possibilities that could come out of your prayer time. Imagine the possibilities that could come out of this next 21 days of prayer that we're in. God can literally do anything, and He wants to, and He wants you to do it without living in stress. You know, the second way that I really believe that we can live light is through community. In Luke twenty-two fourteen through 15, uh, it says this, When Jesus arrived at the upper room, He took His place at the table along with all the apostles. Then He told them, I have longed with passion and desire to eat this Passover lamb with you before I endure my sufferings. Did you hear that? He said, I have longed with passion and desire to be with you. You know, the one thing that Jesus knew in the midst of facing extreme pressure when he was about to pay for our sins was that he knew that he needed community. Jesus knew with all the external stress going on that he needed people in his life because he was not made to do it alone. You know, I have a friend, Maria, and uh, she's, she's an incredible woman of God. And she was telling me a story about how in her life that she was feeling a lot of stress. And she started coming to one church, and then she heard Pastor Brian talk about community groups. And she said she grew up in a home where she really didn't have many friends, and she was always really quiet and to herself. But she made a decision, you know what? I'm going to go 
to a community group. And so she said she set her alarm and got up the next morning. And she said she almost didn't come. But when she came, she discovered something incredible. And she said this. She said, y'all gave me a safe place, a safe place to pray and a safe place to share my wins and losses and a safe place to open up. You see, friend, when you're dealing with things in life, you're not made to deal with them alone. You're made to deal with them with other people around you. And that's why I'm so passionate about community groups, because you're not made to do this life alone. You're not made to carry the weight that you feel without other people coming around you, supporting you, cheering you on, being with you in your ups, and then being with you in your downs as well. You know, we actually even have a new community group semester that's starting at the end of this 21 days of prayer. And so I would love for you to find the group for you. It's going to be incredible and impactful and community will change not only your present, but it will change your future as well. You know, I believe there's one last thing that we can really help us live light. And that's the third point is hope. You know, I think hope is a funny thing because a lot of people say, well, you just got to have hope. You just you just need to believe more. You just need to have faith more. But have faith in what? Have hope in what? You have to have something solid to have hope too. You know, I think one of the biggest tools that the enemy uses against people is discouragement. That if he can get you discouraged and without hope, that he can have a foothold in your life where you will eat up and you'll continue the cycle of stress. You know, there was once a man in the 1800s and it was in the middle of the California gold rush. And he left everything that he knew in Texas to go out to California to search for gold. And come on, going to make it big. It's going to get rich. And so he bought a piece of land and built a house there with his family. And then he began mining for gold. And he mined and he mined and he mined. And days turned into weeks, weeks turned into months, and months turned into years. And he never found anything. One day while he was using his pickaxe, he got a little bit discouraged and he got frustrated. He went into town. He said, I'm selling this place and I'm going back to Texas. Well, a bystander stands up and said, well, I'll buy the place. And so he bought it for pennies on the dollar and curious about what he had bought. He went out to where the place was and he saw where the man had been digging. And so he picked up the pickaxe and he kind of looked at the mountain range. He said, yeah, yeah, like this seems right. This seems like there's got to be something here. Like, I know these mountains. And so he began to swing that pickaxe. And he swung three, four, maybe five times. And he uncovered one of the largest gold deposits that were ever discovered in the California gold rush. You see, friend, the reason why that man was able to go out there (laughs) and find gold was because he had hope that there was something behind all that dirt. And that's the same way with stress. You can see stress as the dirt in your life. But you have to understand that we can have a hope because there's something behind that that God wants to do for you. And his name is Jesus. I love what it says in 1 Peter 1.3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You know, the Bible tells us we have a living hope. That means it's not something that's false and made up, but this is a real living, breathing hope. And the reason why you can actually get rid of your stress is because there is a man and his name is Jesus and he cares for you and he actually wants to have a real living relationship with you. 
You know, I don't know where this finds you today. You may have just accidentally stumbled across this. But I'm here to tell you that if you want to deal with the stress in your life, it all begins by having a personal relationship with Jesus. I'm not talking about a a figure on a stained glass. I'm not talking about a portrait. I'm not talking about an idea or a philosophy, but I'm talking about a real living, breathing relationship with a God that loves you so much, so much that he gave his only begotten son and he paid for all your past, present, and future sins. And he wants to have a relationship with you. You know, you may say, Denver, I've made a lot of mistakes and I'm dealing with stress right now. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that the answer is Jesus. He wants to encounter you. He wants to take away all the pressure and he wants you to live light. You know, you may be hearing the sound of my voice and say, Denver, you know, I've made some mistakes. and I've walked away from God, but I really want to rededicate my life to him. I want to give all this stress to him and give my life back to him. Or you may be watching this and say, I've never known about this Jesus. I've known religion. But I've never known a real living relationship with Jesus. And friend, that's exactly what you can have. You can have a real breathing relationship with Jesus. And so wherever you're at, if you're driving, you don't have to close your eyes or open your hands. But if you're alone and you feel comfortable, just open up your hands right now and pray this prayer after me. And I believe God is going to do something amazing in your life. Lord Jesus, I give you my sin. And by your grace, I take your righteousness. Come live your life in me. Let me never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, can we give it up for everyone that just prayed that prayer today? Come on, we're so excited for you. I know in the comments, we're going berserk. Like We are so excited that you made that decision to follow Jesus. Hey, if you just made that decision, let us know about it. We would love to hear from you. All you have to do is text the keyword DECIDED to 903-634-7135. That's DECIDED to 903-634-7135. We're not going to stalk you. We just want to make sure you have everything that you need as you begin this incredible journey of faith. Y'all have a great week. At One Church, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, join us by investing in others today. You can go to IamOneChurch.com/give. Thanks for watching, and we hope you have a great week.